talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that we scour the world to bring interviews with some of the very best talent from the world of contemporary Christian music. And to be honest, that often means that we land in Nashville. But actually this week, we're not going at all to America. We're not going to the UK. We're going to be going to Newcastle, Australia. We're going to be meeting the band Versus. That's Luke, Jess and Joel O'Dear. And they are going to be telling us about their faith journey, about their music and their heart and passion uh, to see people's lives transformed. Uh, and their lyrics, they really want them to contain just truths from the Bible that will help people to engage with Jesus's love. And I've got to say, it was a joy talking to them. And their music is the sort of music that just makes you want to dance. It's great. It's got a real electronic sort of vibe to it. Uh, so before I talk for too long, let's hear a clip right now from their first track. It's Be The Light. And that was Be The Light by Versus. And here are the guys right now. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, how are you, mate? Very well, great to have you with us. Uh, I, I guess to be honest with you, most of our listeners won't have um, well, won't have met you, won't really know much about you, but they will have heard some of your music recently because we played Thankful on our new music update uh, just a few weeks back. But could you just introduce yourselves uh, and uh, then I'll ask you a few questions. We'll see where we go. Of course, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for playing Thankful. We really appreciate it. But uh, my name is Joel, and uh, I'm one of the singers in the band. You would have heard my voice on Thankful. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I am Jess, and I'm the other vocalist in the band. And my name is Luke, and I am the person you won't hear on Thankful, but I made Thankful and wrote it. So I'm the producer and behind-the-scenes guy. So the lyricist uh, and, and person who makes all the magic happen, but the other two uh, are the guys who actually perform all the songs. Uh, are you all musical? Apart from, obviously, obviously you two, the two of you are great singers, but do you, are you all electronic music? What instruments do you play? What's your background on that side of things? Well, I um, played, I, I play, I play a lot of di different instruments. I can play, I grew up playing the guitar and the bass guitar and um, the piano. And now I've sort of added a wide variety of instruments through making uh, music. Um, these guys are both great uh, musicians as well. I definitely forced Jess to play keyboard when we um, <laughs> are on the road. And she I did grow up playing piano. So that's my background. And uh, I know a few chords on the guitar. <laughs> 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 but no, no. So, but but you use you music. There's quite a lot of, sort of electronic sound to it, isn't yeah. it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Which I enjoy. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I've been listening to it quite a bit recently, and I've I think you've got some absolutely stonking would be a word we're not using the UK tracks, which means good. It's a good thing. Stonking, so, stonking. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. amazing. That's great. But obviously, one of the things with your music is you're not wanting just to produce great music. You're wanting also to share about Jesus in your lyrics uh, and in all that you're doing. So could you tell us a little bit about how you came to follow Jesus, uh, how that's impacted your band and how you guys got together as a band as well? Yeah, sure. You're so right. We we originally started Versus because it was an idea that I had as I walked into Joel's youth ministry to um, to create the modern day memory verse at that time they had a lot of kids going to their youth ministry um, who didn't know who Jesus was. And I thought, you know, if, if they don't 
if they struggle to understand the words and things coming from the stage, you know, how are they going to take that message home? And so I sort of, sort of had the idea if I could create music with the, with the word of God in it, with the message of God that, that was the music that was so catchy, you know, so uh, uh, that, you know, that would match what they had to offer anywhere, then we could, um, they could take the message and the word of God into their home and into their community. And, and so that's how verses started. I mean, we all grew up, you know, we were very blessed to grow up in a, in a, a family that has followed Jesus our whole lives. And um, both Joel and I were the, uh, my mom and dad started a church, or our parents started a church. So we were the first youth group at the church, um, kind of forced to go to youth group when we were the youth group. Um, but we have followed Jesus our whole lives. And really our story is one of God's repetitive faithfulness in our lives. And, 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 you know, it hasn't always looked, uh, even this journey with verses, it hasn't always looked like we thought it would, but God has always been faithful and he's always shown up in our lives. I think like for me personally, um, as Luke just said, um, growing up in a Christian family and really having faith from, from a young age, um, Jesus just is a part of everything that we do. And so when we uh, started to create this music, it was just so evident that we were going to do it about Jesus and that he was going to be at the center of it. And so, um, you know, I think for me, he is the person that I like to talk about the most. He is, you know, so it just is so clear that, that he was going to be who we wrote about what we sang about and who we want people to hear about in, in all our music. And so it was just, it's our heart. And so. That's um, so true. And I think our name is very self-evident. Um, we're called verses because uh, we want scripture verses in every song. It's not just what do we feel or writing about our feelings or our experiences in every song that we write, we try and put the word of God in there so it can be sung over people's lives. And we do that not because of a religious thing, but we do that because we truly believe the word of God changes people's lives. And so if it's coming through their speakers, in their car, at the gym, in their home, we believe that God will do something powerful when he sends out his word. And so we just feel so um, privileged and honored that he allows us to do that. And it's just such a a blessing to be a part of. Wow. So when did it change though? When did you actually go, okay, so we're actually doing this as, is this full time for all of you? It was, uh, it was until pre-COVID, pre-COVID it was <laughs> a little thing called COVID. I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but <laughs> we've, in, in the UK, we've been fine. There's been no interruption. <laughs> what are you talking about? It has, it has, it has changed it things has. quite yeah, markedly, for sure. particularly for artists, particularly if you were on the road and things like that before doing gigs you i can see that's made things really complicated yeah, yeah, so sure. so pre-covid you were you were you were full-time yes what, and who what were you doing what was your target what was it your main sort of bread and butter as it were um we were touring like full-time in the u.s so um when you ask when did it change honestly it was such a miraculous work of god we um we put out the first song and just gave it to the youth group and thought great and put out the next song and kind of people liked it in the community but our focus was not to be a let's do a Christian band because that's what we want to do we were just writing songs because we believe that's what God was asking us to do and then we had our normal jobs and went on with that but on um after we put out the second song we got contacted by a 
record label in Nashville and they flew us over a few weeks later. And um, when you say, when did it change? That absolutely changed it. We had no idea where God was going to take us. And uh, a few months later, we'd all quit our jobs, moved out of our houses and went on the road full time doing music ministry and youth conferences. And it's just been a blast for the last four years doing that. So it's been pretty wild. That's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, totally. Before, I mean, before versus, <laughs> yeah. before versus Jess was a PE teacher, physical education teacher. I was a chaplain in high school and Luke was a physical therapist. And so we all had these jobs and careers that we were kind of like set in. And then God just interrupted that and mm. just said, hang on. I've got, I've got a call for you and this is what I want you to do. And I think the biggest um, encouragement I can give to anyone who's listening is that when God calls you, be obedient and, and walk through that door that he's opening up for you because it will change your life and it will take you to places that you could never ask, think or imagine of. And even like I sit here today and talking to you, um, over in the UK on a radio station in the UK is blowing my mind because I just never would have imagined that. And the things that God opens up and the opportunities that he has in store for us and, and for, and for those listening, um, are incredible. And so that's been a huge thing for us to, to say yes to God and to say yes to that initial calling was, a was a massive, um, moment of change in our lives. And as we said, yes to God. Um, we just kept finding that whilst we would, he would show us things along the way, but he was always faithful to us in that situation. Mm-hmm. I said this before, but that was the story of we'd say yes. And even for people listening, it might not always look like how you think it's going to look, but he's always faithful. And if you step out in obedience and if you step out to follow Jesus, he is always going to be faithful. Um, and if you just keep your eyes on him, you'll you'll learn great things you'll be going great uh great journeys and um yeah and sometimes you're on the road touring and then sometimes you're back in australia waiting for what the next thing is to happen but he's faithful in all things oh, that makes a lot of sense totally totally understand that and opening when, when god opens doors sometimes it can be scary to walk through them but, uh, but you can trust him in that process can't you even, even though 100%. we didn't it wasn't an easy yes we were all no. terrified like giving up our whole lives here, but he's been so faithful. So, so a PE teacher, I think we can all understand that. Uh, a physiotherapist, we all understand that. But a, a high school chaplain is not something that we would necessarily often have in the UK, and certainly I've never heard of one. Well, what age, what age groups are high school chaplain working with? Well, I was kind of working with um, year seven to 12 mainly, but the school- What age, what age groups, so just to check with the same? Sorry, um, it'd be kind of like 13 to 18. Okay, um, yeah. And so, but the school I was working at was was kindergarten. So it was um, six-year-olds through to 18. So sometimes I'd be working with young children just to go through family things and stuff like that. But mostly it was with teenagers and um, just kind of like walking through life's challenges with them. And so um, at the school, obviously you have teachers, um, but the teachers are there to educate and they have they have a job to do. Um, so they can't necessarily give uh, heaps of time to young people to really kind of walk through those journeys with them. Although they, 
love them and care about them. Um, as a chaplain, my role was to get alongside those kids who are struggling in the classroom or at home and just in life in general and just walk um, the journey with them. And so it's kind of like a youth mentor or a youth worker or and, or something like that. But yeah. it was, yeah. It's got, it's got the word chaplain, which instantaneously yeah. makes you think there's a religious element to it. Yeah. So I was at a Christian school. And so um, it was like we could openly share about our faith. Um, we could, you know, lead kids to the Lord. And, and um, we were, there was no boundaries with that kind of stuff in sense of like, you know, we were, we were open to talk about Jesus. You're so, encouraged to talk about yeah, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's part of that job. <laughs> but part, of, part of your paid role. Okay, that's quite exciting. <laughs> that, that, I, that I like. And I can imagine uh, that actually you would have made a significant difference to, to loads of kids' lives. So, he absolutely uh, did. I was a teacher there. He changed lots of young people's lives. Yeah. Well, that that is great. Um, I, I wish you had been in my kids' school. So um, <laughs> there, there are loads of kids who definitely would need somebody like you just to be able to bless them along the way. So um, so it sounds like a really cool role to have had. Okay. So, so you got this call from Nashville. You said, scary, yes, please. Got flown out there, started touring, and you're having a great time. It was all going very well. Everything's got closed down, unfortunately, because of COVID. So you're back in Australia, still smiling, which is good, but clearly not doing quite what you were expecting. Maybe is, is this just a time of writing and regrouping or, and then you're hoping to be back out again. What, what, what's God got for you next? You're exactly right. It, it is a time of regrouping and writing and refreshing and God to do things in our lives that um, we didn't expect to do at this time. Um, we just bought a house here and so that was very unexpected we wouldn't have been able to do that living in america so whilst other things this is why we say god is faithful because whilst other things have shut down there's been opportunities open up here in australia so um it is a time for that right now we are still releasing music we've just released thankful so we've been able to put a lot of time and effort into creating the content that we wanted to create the video that we wanted to create the um the, the assets to go with it the, the song story the 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 store our story so we've had a lot more time to put into the creative elements of a song of our of our um of our band and ministry so um we've had time to do that with writing so hopefully when we come back we're ready to go ready to hit the hit the ground running but we are the plan is to go back to uh, the US next year once everything kind of opens back up and once it's, you know, safe for us to go and touring is happening and things like that. And hopefully Thankful does well and um, we can go and play Thankful around around the country and, and, and hopefully not just the United States. We would love to end up in the UK. <laughs> well, it is the ultimate goal, isn't it? Uh, obviously, obviously, it is. Uh, yeah, heaven, but, but but just below heaven would be <laughs> the UK. So uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, there, there would be some great, great yeah. festivals for you guys to be at, that's for sure. So uh, have you been here before? Yes. Yes, yes we've we have, yes. there for sure. Uh, okay, favourite bit? Um, I really enjoyed London a lot. Stayed in, uh, stayed with Australians in Hammersmith. Oh, so, if you're in Hammersmith, you can barely not stay with Australians. Yeah. So it's <laughs> a lot around there and else caught, aren't there? So that's good. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, Joel, I'm just wondering whether or not perhaps there might be a story that you can share now about a situation that one of those kids was in and how you're able to bring God's light into it. Yeah, definitely. I think um, 
there were there's so many stories of of those kids and and those young people who I've helped and I mean one in particular that I think of straight away was a young guy and he was he was just about to finish school and um he's in his last year of school and and I remember the day I got called up to the to the front office to to meet with him and he did not want to meet with me at all he didn't want a bar of me he's like I don't need to see I don't need help. I don't need the chaplain. So he pretty much told me to go away. I said, look, mate, we have to go for a walk. So let's just walk down the street. We'll go down to the fish and chip shop down the road and we'll just have a chat. I remember on that chat, he was really doing everything that he could to scare me to, or to, to kind of, um, you know, he was saying things that to try and shock me. He was saying things to try and, um, make like get him in trouble and all that kind of stuff and I remember I just I remember really feeling for this young guy and I remember really kind of just walking there and say this guy doesn't need to be told that he's wrong he doesn't need to be told that he's a bad kid he just needs someone to listen to him and so that's what I did I just listened and at the end of the thing he just said to me he goes you know at the end of the first um time we'd hung out he'd hung out with uh previous chaplains before or um well-being people in the school and he'd never hang out with them again and I remember at the end he just said you're just the teacher who wants to get me in trouble and I said to him I remember I said to him I looked at him and I said mate I said everything that you've said in this in this time that we've been together have I pulled you up on one thing have I told you to stop I said I'm not here to get you in trouble I'm here to help and I'm here to listen and that's all I'm here to do I remember leaving that with and, and I left it at that and then the next week he came and saw me and he said, Hey, I want to catch up again. And he said to me, uh, he said to me, you know, the first time you're the first person to just listen. You're the first person to not correct me. You're the first person to not get me in trouble. You just listen to what I have to say. And he goes, I don't even want to say those things. I was just testing you to see what you do. That then led to, uh, Every week I would hang out with this young person every week and he was getting in trouble outside of school and things like that. And I was just trying to show him grace. I was just trying to show him Jesus and, and, and I was just trying to let him know that he's loved that despite who he was, despite what he did um, and the, the mistakes that he made, that he had a chance, that he had a purpose and that there was a plan for him. And, and, um, and so for the next six months, we just caught up all the time. And I remember he left school and I remember running into his mum at the grocery store. I was there and she came up to me and she was working there and I had no idea who she was. And she came up to me and she said to me, you'll have no idea what you've done for my son and the way that you've impacted his life. And, and, and I still run into him every now and then now. And every time he runs up to me and he just says hello to me, I was, we, were, we were in the middle of filming Thankful, the video clip for Thankful. And these two wouldn't even know this, but he drove past as we were filming it. And he stuck his head out the window and he yelled out to me and he said hello and I, and I waved back to him and things like that. And look, I didn't, I didn't say that any incredible thing to him. I didn't have any kind of life-changing moment with him. But just to let him know that, he had purpose and that he had a plan for his life and to listen to him and say, Hey, you know what, despite everything, Jesus loves you. And 
one day you'll realize that. And, and I know that he's, he's been going to church and he's open to those things. And he's told me about how, you know, he's been impacted by Jesus and things like that. And so um, that's probably one of the stories, like just like off the top of my head that, um, that I remember from those days. And, and, um, and so when, when the time come to do verses, as I said, I love that job. That was my favorite. Like I was set doing that as a career. Like that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to be the chaplain at this high school because I loved impacting in young kids and, and just having those conversations and having those moments. And so when God kind of called me out, like I said, like I, I struggled to let go of that. I struggled to let go of um, the, that kind of comfort in my life and that career and, and what we were doing. But like I said, you got to be obedient when God calls you out, even though it's hard. And so for the first kind of like six months of doing verses and being in America, um, I was, it was a real struggle for me. And I had never, ever encountered the feelings of anxiousness or anxiety to this, to the extent that I was having it. I was having sleepless nights and I, I just felt so like out of control of what was going on. Um, I was away from my family. I was away from my friends. Um, and I'd left this job that I loved. And I remember talking to these guys and just going like, why, when we've said yes to God, do I feel like this? Why, why am I feeling like this when, when isn't it supposed to be all good? Like, isn't it supposed to just happen and, and just work and things like that? And I remember, uh, I think I was, might've been Jess or Luke reminded me of Proverbs three, five, and six, just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I just realized that in that moment, I wasn't trusting God with all my heart and I was leaning on what I knew. I was leaning on what I knew as my comfort and my comfort zone. And I was leaning on trying to figure out how this was going to work in my own knowledge and not leaning on what Jesus had in store. And so I remember Luke came down. He came downstairs one day and I was, I'm talking like I, there were nights where I laid in bed and I thought my heart was going to explode. Like I thought that was it and, and crazy, but those were the, those were the intense feelings that I was having at this moment. And it's like, but you've gone over and you, you, you're talking to record labels and you like living the dream and all this stuff, but it was so not like that. And so I wrote this, I wrote down everything that I was feeling and I, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to let go of control. I'm going to let go of everything and I'm going to give control to God and I'm going to just do what God's called me to do and not try and control anything. Wrote it down and Luke came down like half an hour later with a song called Letting Go. And um, I think we're going to we're gonna play that song soon. You're going to hear it. But this song is the anthem that I sing over my life in times where I feel like things are getting out of control and I remind myself that I just have to let go of it. I have to trust God and um, and He will take care of me and He will take care of you no matter where you are. And so uh, this song is a very special song to me and it is one that I still sing to this day 
and, and still believe to this day. And was Letting Go by Verses, and I'm very pleased to say uh, that Luke, uh, Joel and Jess are with us still from Australia for the artist interview. Hey guys. Hey. There you go. Thank you so much for all you've shared so far, uh, and thank you for that beautiful track, Letting Go. Um, it'd be wonderful if one of you were happy to pray for our listeners right now, because I'm sure that the things you've shared have connected with people's hearts. Yeah, definitely. Lord God, we just come before you right now, and we just... Um, I just pray for everyone listening, God. I pray for those who are listening in a moment in their life where they feel like you are calling them out into the next season or uh, into the unknown. Lord, I just pray that they will know that you are right there with them, that the plan that you have for their life um, is is for good and uh, you have great things in store, Lord God, and they will have the courage, Jesus, to step out. Lord God, that even though it's scary, even though it can be daunting to step into the unknown, Lord. May we just trust you with all our heart, God, and may we not lean on our own understanding, but we may we just lean into you, Jesus, knowing that you have us in the palm of your hand. Lord God, I speak that purpose and that plan over every listener, Jesus. Lord God, I pray that you'll reveal whatever it is that, that you want to every listener. And we thank you for this moment in time, Lord God, where I can sit here in Australia and pray for people who are listening in the UK. It's just an incredible moment, Jesus. And I know that you're moving here and I know that you're moving there in people's hearts and in people's lives. And we just thank you that despite who we've been or despite what we've done, you love us, that you care for us and uh, that you are for us and not against us, Jesus. We love you. Amen. 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 Thank you very much indeed, Joel. Just to say to listeners, if you're maybe not a Christian or you're not sure, am I Christian or not? I don't know. Feel free to get in touch with us here at HopeFM by emailing studio at hopefm.com or go online to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many churches across the UK that would love to welcome you and help find out more about God's great love. So if people want to connect with you uh, to find out about your music and who you guys are, where do they go? What's your website? Where, where are you on social? Absolutely. We are all over socials as well. So we are www.versusmusic.com. So you can head to our website. That is a main source of connection. But we're on Instagram as Versus Music, Facebook as Versus Friends, and Twitter as Versus Band. So lots of places to connect with us. And honestly, we love when people reach out and chat to us. We Mm. love it. And the main one is Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube so you can listen to our songs as well. So go and listen to the songs. Versus Vivo. Versus Vivo is our YouTube. Guys, I just didn't do that well. (laughs) Great. No, you did it really good. It's just because you're you're really now seeing what our roles within the band are. See, Jessica does all all the design. She every every visual thing you see for versus Jessica has created. Um and and uh my role is making the music and so i'm like 
Spotify. Listen to Spotify. <laughs> listen to Apple Music. Listen to YouTube. And Joel yeah, just talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, it'd be useful just to just to find out though. Favorite artist who who has inspired you guys? Um, I have such an eclectic taste, but I think um, the most inspiring thing of music that I ever went to is my first Coldplay concert. It just blew my mind. It was unreal. Yeah. I think my my favorite band would be Coldplay for sure. You're just copying her. She she came up with a good band and you went, oh, I can't beat that really. No, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Actually, I'm gonna change. <laughs> my favorite band is a band called Gang of Youths. Who are living in London. Who are living in London. I'm gonna have to go and check them yeah. out. Gang of Youths. Okay. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. There was some of my, my um a, one of the the drummer was the groomsman in my wedding. And so he's one of my good mates. But yeah, they're my favorite band. Sweet. And my favourite band is... How long do you have? Yeah. <laughs> this is not a short answer. Um, I would say that I love a range of different styles of music as well. Um, when we created Thankful, I was listening to a lot of uh, Kanye West Sunday service stuff, the choir, uh, but I grew up listening to a lot of rock music as well and love bands like um, The Killers and, and people like that. So that's kind of... I also my as I was uh, we grew up listening to the Rolling Stones and bands like that with my dad, so I always wanted to be Mick Jagger. But as I said, I can't sing and I can't dance, and I'm not a front man whatsoever. So <laughs> I gave up on that dream quickly. But, but you've but you've written the music for other people, so the dream hasn't totally died, has it? So uh, what about your favourite Bible verses or Bible character? Not Jesus. You can't choose Jesus, but if you have a favourite Bible character or someone you relate to most, who would that be? Uh, well, it's I probably don't think that I'm a morbid person when I quote this, but one of my favourite passages in the Bible is like Job 33, where God talks back to Job. Like he's just been whinging for all these chapters and God's just like, hey, do you know where I keep the snow? Do you know where the sun sleeps? Do you know where the rain comes from? And I just love how much God is just like, I am enormous. You have no idea. All these things you take for granted, I have perfectly planned. And I just think it's just an epic little piece of scripture. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 5, when it talks about you've been set free, so don't become a slave to the things of this world again. And so, um, yeah, I think that's that's. One of my favorite verses. The other one is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, but that is my favorite verse. Yeah. That is what I try and live my day-to-day -day life just doing. Quote, quote it one more so, time for the listeners who, who don't remember what it was. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Absolutely. And sometimes, yeah. I, actually, sometimes I actually feel like that is us zigzagging but he, because we don't get it right but he makes our path straight as long as we keep our eyes focused on him he will make our path straight yeah in fact i think my driving instructor many years ago said always look where you want to go um so if i look to the right i'll be driving to the right if i look to the left i'll be driving to the left. but you know, keep your eyes on yeah. jesus and you head in that direction really good it's really good that's good okay have one of you guys got maybe a story of when god surprised you i have a story where god surprised me um we were out on the road and we had just done a festival and at the festival, this pastor came up to us and said, Hey, 
what are y'all doing tomorrow? Like, and we're like, oh, we were going to rest. Do you know what I mean? It was Sunday. We we're going to, it was a travel day as well. And, um, and we said, oh, nothing much. He said, will you come and lead worship at my church? And um, we were exhausted. Like that was a few moments we had before the flight anyway, but we just said, we said yes, because that's what we do anyway. And so we're getting up that morning and I was tired and I was packing and I as I was packing, I looked at my shoes that I was packing and there were holes in them everywhere. Like we'd just been on the road for so long and without a steady income. And I just said this quiet prayer to the Lord. I said, Lord, if you could just give me enough money that I could buy a new pair of shoes, that would just be amazing. Didn't say it to anybody, shut up my suitcase. And then we went to lead worship that morning. And after worship, um, the pastor surprised me um, and said, um, Jess, would you just come up the front, please? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I didn't know what he, if he wanted me to pray or something like that. And he just said, I just really feel like the Lord wants to bless you. And I, and I was holding back tears. He said, I just want you to put out your hands and, um, and the congregation is just going to come and bless you. And I just stood there after nearly every single person in that church came and put money in my hand. And I like was weeping by being overwhelmed by God's goodness. He completely surprised me that day. I honestly just asked for a new pair of shoes. And I think I ended up with about $900 in my hand. And I just could not believe how wonderfully the Lord had surprised me and answered my prayer that day. Isn't that a beautiful story of God's provision? I love it, Jess. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love the way that God likes to surprise us as well. And Absolutely. He, he sometimes sometimes it seems like these things can take a long time coming on. You, you already had the holes in your shoes, so you had the need. That's right. But then when when God arrived, that just... I actually, uh, I actually stood up afterwards, but the pastor told me to sit back down. That is good. Yeah, there was, there was a long line of people then standing beside Jess. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jess. That's, that's just beautiful. Okay. So, guys, you're in this situation where you were in uh, America, you're back in Australia, the next sort of 12 months, do you do you have a plan? Has God said the next 12 months is this for you guys? Well, we do have a plan. And that plan is a song called Thankful. <laughs> we have just released a song called Thankful, which is a which is my personal favorite song that we've ever mm. released. Um, and our plan is to try and get that song as far and as wide as possible. Um, I wrote I wrote Thankful after uh um, we'd been trying to write a song at the beginning of 2020 and we had actually no idea what we had no idea what was to come in 2020. And I'd been trying to write a song, the song or, and I was struggling actually. And it was becoming a weight. And I remember Jess came in and said, you know what? I'm, uh, we need to go. We need to go on a break. My family's going on a, on a holiday. Would you call them holidays in the UK? Yeah. We call them holidays. Holiday, yep. Yeah. Um, and we, you need to, uh, you, we need to go. And I didn't really want to, I wanted to stay and keep working, but I said, yes, okay, let's do it. And it was actually, as we were driving to that holiday through it, one of my favorite parts of the world, um, that I just you, received. You drove, you drove through London? 
<laughs> Sorry, you were drawing for your favourite part of the world, and then and more, then the it words. More, it was a bit more nature filled than London. It had trees and you know the ocean and things like that. So oh okay. Um, so uh, and out of like I just started singing this song, and it was thankful, and I sang the whole chorus and choir parts. Which, sing it for us, Luke. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should pressurise him, Luke. Sing it, Luke. Yeah, yeah sing, sing it, Luke. It, Luke. <laughs> Go on, Luke. Do it for us, mate. Your ratings will go. We want people. To you'll have yeah. You'll have no <laughs> listeners in five seconds. <laughs> I'll um. I'll uh. I'll allow the song to be sung by Joel on the radio in a second. But um, yeah. I had this. I sang this song and I was saying it. Well, yeah. I did sing it into the into the phone and and I remember I didn't have any instruments to play it. I just sang this repetitive chorus for the next three days while we were away on vacation. It's kind of leads into itself, so it can be the song that never ends and. I remember singing it so much that even my family were getting annoyed at how much I was singing it. But what happened was when I woke up after singing it for three days on the fourth day, I woke up with this overwhelming sense of thankfulness in my life, this almost divine sense of thankfulness. And I remember that stayed with me. And I thought I have to finish this song because if that's my experience, that can be other people's experience. I'm not um, very similar to a lot of other people in this world. And if I can experience that thankfulness, this divine sense of thankfulness, then maybe other people can too. And so that's our plan for this song is that we try and get it as far and as wide as possible so that people can have this sense of thankfulness um, in their lives, in their day-to-day lives, um, as they wake up, as they're driving, as they're doing the things, uh, as they're at school, at work, at the gym, at um, the football. Maybe they're chanting other things at the football. But um, (laughs) the, the plan is to try and have this song in people's lives and so whilst we're here in australia we're going to be writing but the the plan is to try and get this song um to to as as many people's ears as possible and um and then hopefully what happens is is that we can then go and play that song live on tour next year all around the world especially the uk (laughs) especially the uk i like it And that was Thankful by Verses. And thanks so very much to Luke and Jess and Joel for joining us for this episode of The Artist Interview. I really hope you've enjoyed it. And if so, the good news is there are loads of other interviews for you to discover. There are just so many talented people with so many stories to share and so many things to bless you with. But you can also bless us. Maybe follow us right now or share this podcast with a friend. I hope you've really enjoyed listening to it. And we'll look forward to having you with us another week for The Artist Interview, a podcast by Hope FM. God bless. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview.